Welcome back. This is I'm Ismail Akhrin. You're with Cape Talk. Remember, you're, this is your Cape Talk, and uh, you can call us at 021-446-0567. Drop us a WhatsApp message at 072-567-1567. We want to hear from you. We've just had a, a discussion on gender-based violence, and it's... It, it, it's a very heavy subject, so I, I thought let me just read uh, a couple of really light tweets uh, from um, messages from our listeners, uh, and 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 uh, without without minimizing the impact of this, it is just an incredibly difficult subject. Uh, Tony from Stonehill uh, asks me, um, and he probably knows I'm an Arsenal fan. Is do you believe Arsenal can beat City and allow the mighty Reds to win the EPL sooner? Surely we will dominate football for years to come, just like the 80s. Tony, I don't know. I, I know that you will win the, the Premier League this year, but I don't know if you will dominate. Too much money, good and bad, is coming into the league, especially the money from going into Newcastle. But let me turn to a very important issue, an issue that I think uh, needs a lot of our attention. And I certainly would like uh, listeners to, to participate uh, in this uh, discussion, um, the way I see it, this is 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 people ignoring. This is my interpretation. Let me just put it this way: people ignore government regulations, and then when things go wrong, they turn to government for help. So you have people who have shown complete disregard for government's lockdown regulations. Uh, they've done so for the most part because they believe their, quote, liberty and, quote, freedom have been taken away. Now, this is, of course, their choice and their right. Let me not be misunderstood. Except for the fact that wearing masks is not just for individual safety, but for the common good. You wear a mask not just for yourself. You wear it because of every, everybody else. This throws up something of an ideological divide. So on the right... And this is a very simple divide. You have people who would insist there that their individual liberties are primary. And on the left, you usually have people who would focus on the common good. And this is a, a, a simple divide, but, but, you know, it, it's, it's, it, it helps explain things. Uh, it, it's same as that binary, uh, binary we're given. Let's either save the people or save the economy as if these two things aren't related, as if it's none, uh, overlapping magisteria. So, so if you're, so the question I asked myself, and we have on the, on the line, Professor Kathy Powell of, of University of Cape Town, but, 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 but I have, uh, in my mind, I have a question. Um, if I refuse to adhere to government regulations and I will not wear a mask nor exercise physical distancing and then I contract the, the virus, the very same government whom I rejected has an obligation as a public good to help me. There seems to be something un that doesn't fit there. So when it suits me, I dismiss the government's warning, but when things go wrong, I turn to government for help. So let me let me introduce then this evening um Dr. or Professor Kathy Powell, who's an associate professor in public law at the University of Cape Town. Now, uh, Professor, I didn't want to put any words in your mouth, but that is that is that is that is the way I I, you know, I day in day I, I I think about it this way. Um, so let's then just ask: Is the government 
I mean, it's, it's a rhetorical question, probably superfluous, but is the government obliged to help all citizens, not just the quote-unquote good ones? Yes, uh, and I know that's not the answer you want to hear because I can, I can understand your sense of outrage that people are risking the health of others as well as themselves when they don't stick to the rules. But uh, the right to health care in the Constitution is not dependent on the behavior of the right holder. Absolutely so everybody correct. has the right, uh, and you don't have to meet any special, special requirements to get that right. I, I, I agree with your outrage, but perhaps it should be addressed elsewhere than in refusing the person treatment when, when the going gets tough. Um, uh, bear in mind also that uh, just as a matter of causation, it's very hard to work out where people do get right. their illnesses. Right. You, you know, it, it, I'm, I'm not as much out, out, outraged as... As I'm a bit shocked, it's it's, yes. it's it just seems that it seems incongruous to me that you would that you would you would choose and 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 also given my own interest, you know, we're talking about the common good, not individual rights. Yes. Without traducing, without traducing individual yes. rights, there is a thing of the common good. It's interesting to hear you come from that angle and, and talk about the individual's uh, duties, not just the individual's rights, and the duties are towards the common yeah. good. Um, it's interesting that you should talk about that in the wake of the cause of judgment, and we're talking about the death of Colin Cause at the hand of the SNDF, where the judgment actually starts by t- talking about the social compact between the government and the people, uh, it, and pointing out that if the government does its bit, the people must do their bit. Uh, and, and, you know, what happened here, obviously, in the Collins Causa case was the government didn't do its bit. But you're now looking at the other side of the coin, which is if there is a regime in place that is, that is proven to prevent uh, infection because social distancing and masks and et cetera, we've now established all the science points that way, uh, will protect yourself and others, then, yes, we do have the legal and moral duty but what the consequence should be if we fail to uh, to live up to that duty, it can't be withholding medical treatment. No, you, you absolutely cannot. Government has an obligation uh, and a constitutional duty to provide yes. public goods. And it's just interesting that you uh, you brought up the, the Collins Cosa thing. Um, what it has done, in, in my view, and uh, I, I should just, for, for clarity, uh, I, I'm a political economist, and I, in my other life, I, I'm a writer. Mm-hmm. And and one of the things, one of the sad things about um, uh, the 25 years uh, of our democracy is that very yeah. many people have lost faith and trust in government. That is the consequence of the government not complying with the social compact, or as I put it, not complying with the rule of law. Um, without that. You don't actually have cooperation between government and people. And that's been frighteningly apparent when the government has set out in the enforcement of the regulations, right. seeing people as the enemy or as very naughty children, one or the other, something in between, before they even start. This is, this is part of the, the rationality test that was raised by someone? Well, yes. The, the regulations are irrational I think many of them are. Um, the Collins Causa case was 
went beyond the rationality of the actual regulations, although it did talk about that mm. as, as an aspect of the social compact. Um, but the Collins Causa case went about the, the absolutely brutal... Uh, it wasn't even an enforcement of the regulations because Collins Causa wasn't actually breaking any regulations. So what it was was the police simply, uh, the SANDF simply beating somebody to death you, you, on you, the medical you, site. You hesitated there, but I'll say it, it was the brutality of, 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 on the part of people who were supposed to protect people. Indeed, but the interesting thing from a rationality point of view, it wasn't just that they beat him to death on the medical facts that we have. It was that he wasn't doing anything wrong to begin with. And that is the aspect of the social compact, um, together with rationality. The rationality requires that the rules we get actually serve a governmental purpose. They don't need to be the best way of doing it, but got, there's got to be some link. When you come up with a whole lot of self-contradictory um, uh, regulations that don't serve a governmental purpose or don't make sense or contradict other regulations, then you talk about irrationality. That also makes people lose their trust. They stop trying. But when then people are brutally killed and they're not even breaking the regulations, then the social compact is completely destroyed. I mean, that we've got some way of talking about people who do break the regulations. Right. I, I think even people who do should not be... In fact, the law says that they can't be treated that way. But I think both the government and the people need to edge towards actually working together and seeing each other as partners. And perhaps um, people not bothering about the mass and the social distancing is a kind of a um, partly a consequence of the government not obeying, not complying with the social compact. So, so here, let me let, let, let me just switch this discussion very slightly. Uh, mm -hmm. It's more of an intellectual exercise. Um, we have. It's. It, I'm going to make it up. It's an intellectual exercise. So people sure. people say. Um, you, you government restore trust. In, you restore trust and we'll behave. And government says, no, you behave and then we'll restore trust. So what comes first? Do you, do you understand the predicament I, there? I understand your question. And of course, the, it, it's the conundrum in the social compact itself because the social compact is about what makes the state a state and what makes the government... Um, what, what makes the government have permission from the people to be a government, to have all those powers? Right. And uh, um, I think the, the starting point is that a whole lot of people are out there somewhere and they decide they need government, but they, they need the government to work with them and not against them. Right. That's where the social compact comes from. So I, um, and, and in fact, that's why the government is not allowed to refuse treatment to somebody who's not obeyed the rules. That's is that the government bears the first duty. That's absolutely. Because the government's the one with the extra power, remember, we are not. We are not. Abs that's, you know, I'm sorry I forced you in that direction, but I'm not sorry because we got there. <laughs> um, let me just, before, while I have you on the line, let me just uh, remind our listeners that the lines are open. They can call us at 021-446-0567. Drop us a WhatsApp message at 072-567-1567. We want to hear from you. 
And if uh, in, in response to one of our listeners, there will be a podcast of this available on our website tomorrow morning. Uh, I, I want to say, because of my wonderful producers, that <laughs> it'll be on tonight. But, you know, let's give them some time. Uh, so... So the point, so, so the point is there. Then you know, I, I'm not as outraged as I'm stunned, um, mm. because I come. You know, I mean, my academic work is on on, on the go- common good, the global goods and economics yeah. and stuff like that. But um, you know, so so it, I'm I'm still struggling with this thing. Is you know, you know, very many people we we you know. <laughs> There's a, there's a, this thing we avoid calling the rule the rule of law because it's it's it, it speaks of krachtdadigheid, uh, but you know no. some some rules it, whether it's the rule whether whether it's the lines that are painted on the roads, they're there. You know we have to adhere to them. I I don't think we need to be afraid of the phrase rule of law. It's in section one of the constitution. It is. It's not krachtdadigheid. Krachtdadigheid is ruled by law. It's ruled by law. Correct. That is when you use rule to you use law or rules to oppress. To oppress. Rule of law hmm. is in fact the, the bedrock of the social compact. Right. It is what holds the government to producing rules that are feasible for the for the public that public can understand and uh, um, they can make their conduct fit, they can plan their lives by it, and they know that the government is going to stick to those rules. And that is actually, that's the social compact. That is, that's it, that's the basis of it. And it, it, it comes back to our constitution, it comes back to our Bill of Rights. And yes. um, so, uh, Professor, thank you so very much for coming online. And, um, and, and, and opening up and, and discussing all these things. And, uh, it, it was something, you know, that I thought, um, needed a, a more informed view other than mine, uh, my, my, my little, uh, it's been very interesting. Observation. Thank you. Thank you very much, Professor Cowell.